Ernest, what's up? Y'all know I'm big on doing your research, sharing your research, and giving credit to where you found the research. But I always get asked the same question. Where do I start with the research? And the answer is easy. It's our sponsor, Yahoo Finance. Whether I'm tracking the daily movement of my favorite companies, doing technical analysis with their easy-to-use charting platform, or checking balance sheets, Yahoo Finance makes something very complex simplified. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been the brand behind every great investor. Whether you're a seasoned investor or you're looking for extra guidance, Yahoo Finance gives you all the tools and data you need in one place. They're the number one finance destination producing a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and so much more. You could actually securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including your 401k and other investments. A comprehensive perspective is what sets apart great investors. And it's how Yahoo Finance ensures you have the insight to look at your wealth in its entirety. With a community of over 90 million users each month, their real strength is helping you on your way to financial success. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor, yahoofinance.com. The number one financial destination. That's yahoofinance.com. You heard me, yahoofinance.com. Don't wait, don't hesitate. I use it. You should go over and start using it now. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. What's going on, earners? Welcome to EYL University, the number one place for business education. Charlie, tell them what we're bringing. Yes, EYL University already has over 100 past webinars from all areas of business. It includes weekly webinars from industry leaders. It includes access to our investment Facebook group, movie club, our book club. It also includes access to monthly financial planning calls with yours truly. But what has been added has access to MG the Mortgage Guy's Home Buyer's Blueprint, over 14 hours everything you need to know as far as the home buying process is concerned and also what has been added is access to our monthly group chat call right. so once a month me troy and the whole team is going to let you in on our personal plays our portfolio what we're doing and more so all of that we are running for a special promo code of 70 percent off for a limited time only so head to eyluniversity.com right now and take advantage you know this works don't wait don't hesitate we'll see you on the other side my graduates from my school being Forbes. Backdrop. Backdrop. <laughs> a mic drop. Backdrop. Backdrop. All right, guys. Welcome back. EYL. So this is exciting. This is going to be an exciting conversation. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> for a few different reasons. It's an industry that we haven't covered yet. Um, and also, it kind of ties back to the early stages of, of EYL before we had EYL. So we'll explain the story. But first and foremost, Paula McCarthy, um, an entrepreneur out of Queens. Queens. Queens mm -hmm. get the money. Queens get the money. Well, 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 Brooklyn. 
BQE. BQE. Correction. Brooklyn keep on taking it. I love Queens, however. Brooklyn keep on taking it. Brooklyn has raised me. Okay, okay. BQE connection. So this is interesting because so Paula owns a water plant is that yeah it's i'm, I'm a water manufacturer a water a water manufacturer yeah. um we'll explain the whole story but she was teaching financial literacy originally yep before you did that yes and um it was crazy because you said like you know just going on instagram while you financial literacy you saw me teaching financial literacy yes. at the same time yes and, and i followed you then i unfollowed you <laughs> we'll get into that <laughs> why you follow me um, I was so engulfed in what you were doing. Okay. Um, I couldn't, I couldn't do what I needed to do. Cause I was like comparing what I was doing to what you were doing. Yeah, black out, block so, out the noise. Yeah. I so, appreciate that. But I, I, I re followed you. I am following you. <laughs> I am. All those, those, those hot summer days paid off. No, no, no. I appreciate that. So, yeah, so it's an interesting story where she, she, uh, found a water plant in upstate New York. And she purchased the water plant, and now she's has a water company. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So it's an interesting dynamic because you're talking about like you know natural resources. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, it's not something that people really think about a lot. And even when they do think about natural resources, most of the time it's like oil. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gold. Gold. Mm-hmm. Gas. So things of that nature. Yeah. But it's not something like water, which is the most essential part of life. Yeah. But we, t- we need every day. Yeah. It's essential. You need yeah. water. You don't need gas to live right but you need water to live absolutely there's no life without water and there's a scarcity of it it's a scarcity of it which makes this so even better yeah it's a trillion dollar industry yes it is a trillion dollar industry um let's not brush over that so it's crazy somebody in this space as an entrepreneur that's actually you know in that in that space Um, this this is rare right i mean we've done over 125 episodes and we've never even in my mind i've never even thought of this as an industry so to hear that there's somebody that looks like us is from neighborhoods that we come from and that's in the space this is a this is a pleasure and an honor to uh-huh. be honest with you yeah for sure so, yeah without further ado thank you for joining us appreciate it nope thank you for having me um i'm excited to be on the platform i think what you guys are doing um it's just amazing you have provided a platform where and a seat at the table um, where we would not ordinarily have. And you are bringing information to not just young people, because initially it was young people, but mm-hmm. to our community. Um, and with that access, we are, I think like we're doing amazing things, right? So people can now plan for gen- and plan to build generational wealth through this platform. I think you guys are um Doing something extraordinary. No, I appreciate yeah. that. So, so, so let's let's get into it. All right. So let's start at the financial literacy stage, and then we'll move to the water. So, how did you start in the career of teaching financial literacy? All right. Uh, so, 2017 September, my twin boys were going into high school. With that, um, I went to the school, and I was like, you know, I need to get them into a mentorship program. The school told me they had no mentorship programs. I went on a rant and I started to tell them, you know, about the prison to jail pipeline. And I'm like, this is why our kids can't compete. If they can't compete locally, how are they going to compete globally? And I just went on a rant. The assistant principal was like, look, we don't have a program, but if you want to volunteer to teach a program, you may. So I 
thought to myself, absolutely not. I cannot. <laughs> I do not have time for this. I'm a single mother. I work 12 hour shifts. I have no time for this. Um, I just finished reading the book, uh, A Long Walk to Freedom, Nelson Mandela's book. Oh, yeah, it's a good and book. it was so annoying because in my head, it was just like, be the change you want to see. And I was like so mad at myself. And I'm like, you know what? Give me a month. I'm going to study and I'll come back. Um, I need to know what I'm going to teach. So I went home and I started doing research and I just started finding, I made like fun games on budgets and I did fun, just, just finding fun things to do and trying to make the class uh, fun. I go back a month later, I stole someone's name offline. It was like financial sense. That was the name of my business initially. I'm like, okay, we're going to steal this. Mm -hmm. um, I went in there, started speaking to the kids and we did the program. We did the first workshop and they were so engaged. At the end of this first workshop, I left and the little girl was like, Miss McCarthy, I wasn't going to sell candy, but now I'm going to sell two boxes. The school had a candy drive. Mm -hmm. um, after that, a little boy came up to me. He was like, Miss McCarthy, you changed my life. You really inspired me. And that changed the trajectory of my life. It, it impacted me more than it impacted them um, because I saw how because I saw how much it changed them, it changed me. Yeah, at this time you were actually practicing, you were a nurse. I'm a nurse by profession. Yeah. So it was on my days off that I was doing these financial liter liter uh, literacy classes, excuse me. So I would do my three hours, try to do my three hour shifts, mm -hmm. and then do my classes around my shift. Yeah, and the reason I'm bringing it up is because I just had this conversation the other day with a, a dear friend of mine. And I'm like, uh, the next time I talk to you, I want to hear about what you created. Yeah. And even though you've had a full-time career, like you said, you're a single mom, you yep. still find a time to create. You saw that there was a need, yes. and you said, I have to make the time to create. And creating uh, changed your life. I didn't really want to. Yeah, you want to. <laughs> but I did it. Um, again, I fell into it, right? So I came back. We did the workshops. Other schools found out about what I was doing in the building. Mm -hmm. And what I thought was going to be a class about just financial literacy, my first class actually was about um, the transition. Um, it was more about the power of thought. Okay. I read Think and Grow Rich, and I started reading these books, and I started bringing those elements into the classroom. Okay. So my first class was about the power of thought, and then I honestly started doing these other little things with budgeting and stuff like that. Mm. But I had them thinking differently. Um, and if you see, like, my whole entire tagline is transition begins with the renewing of your mind. And I know that's pretty much what you guys believe as well, because I... Um, I know that to be true because I've heard you say something very similar. You have to change the way they think, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And for me, it was how can I create a system within a system that's set up against us? And that's what I was really trying to go in and do. Yeah, I think uh, we had the same that conversation. It was yeah. like we were working inside of a system that we knew didn't really help or prepare, prepare our kids for anything yeah. that we could see that was substantial long term. And so are we complicit in the failure? And so it was like, all right, well, that's the reason we did the summer program. Yes. It was because we know that the kids need this. It's not being taught. And so we'll build that from there. The only problem was that we were in this one place and we, I knew that the kids in the inner city needed it too. And so it was like, how do we scale it? Yes. And so when you started with one program, how did it go from one school to the next? It, it, was that the vendor license piece? So no, uh, other schools. So you know how they're breaking up all the schools. Oh, like four and four one. Four and one. Yeah, so yeah. we had four schools in the one building. 
And it went from like one school to 2,000 kids in this one school. Mm-hmm. Other schools heard about what we were doing. And I went to this other school. It was a private school and more affluent schools throughout the city. And I went to this one school and their eighth graders were going to Morocco for their senior trip. And I'm like, yeah, they don't need me here. <laughs> if you're going to Morocco for your senior trip, this is not where I need to be, right? So I ended up sticking to underserved schools. Mm-hmm. So I went to Brooklyn and I was trying, I'm literally knocking on doors trying to make appointment with the principals. And no one wanted to really, no one was really interested. When I went to these schools, they were telling me that they're tertiary, tertiary schools and they can't afford it. What is a tertiary school? A tertiary school, meaning like they're a tier three school. So that their budgets are so small okay, yeah. that they can't fit me into their budget, right? So I um, I was like, you know what? I'm going to start a, um, a foundation. That was like a wash. So we do have the financial literacy and we also have um, um, a nonprofit leg. But I thought, oh, you know, money's just going to come and funnel into this nonprofit. But that didn't happen either. So once other schools heard about what we were doing. We ended up in a school in Harlem, an elementary school, a middle school in Brooklyn, and a high school with the twenty with the two thousand kids in Queens. So that was pretty much our pilot program. DOE reached out to me. I did a lot of um, workshops for their teachers and stuff like that. Yeah. So they were like, "Come out, show us what you're doing." So I got a lot of interest in a lot of schools. We we're supposed to be in a good amount of schools in Brooklyn, Queens, and Harlem mm-hmm. in September. January comes, um, our pilot program starts, we're in all our schools, and then COVID hits. Oh, this is January 2020? 2020. Oh, oh, wow. January 2020, in the middle of our uh, pilot program. Yeah. COVID hits, and we have to, you know, our program stops, it's at a halt. So I'm home, working as a case manager, doing nursing from my kitchen table, hating every minute of it. Um, but making the most money I've made in nursing as well. Really? Yeah. Sitting at home, um, I was not in the midst of everything else. I was literally just hating my job all the same because I could not move from my table. Um, at that point, uh, what happens next? My boys, again, my boys, my boys start New York Water Boys on March 31st, which is their birthday. They start a water distribution company. My, I think one of my sons was like going through depression at the time. Mm-hmm. And I went to a church and so crazy. I go to this church and this lady goes, you know, there's a prophet and he's prophesizing over all the kids. You should go to this church. I go to this church and I meet this guy and well, he's a pastor, not necessarily a guy. So I meet this pastor who starts working with my kids and he started the largest um, recycling plant in South Africa. And he leaves South Africa to come to New York because God told him that he should do 24 hours worship centers. So he comes to New York. Mm-hmm. I meet him in this church and he start. he becomes my friend and he starts working with my son. And he comes from this um, water distribution background. So he starts working with my son and he's like, why don't we sell water? Mm. They go out on the street. I call everybody. I know Oh, the boys are starting a water company. Everybody that I know buys. And then after that, um, we kind of exhaust, you know, exhaust everyone we know. They start selling to the local bodegas um, and then 21 supermarkets. They get mm. a contract with 21 supermarkets. Once they get this contract with the 21 supermarkets, I'm like, this can fund my nonprofit. Well, right. who, how were they? What, what water were they selling? It was selling super- Poland Spring. But oh. like to supermarkets, though. Like, mm-hmm. where were they getting it from? We got it from BJ's. I gave them sixteen hundred dollars. Okay. 
had access to a, a church van because now I'm friends with this pastor. Okay. I paid $100 a week for the church van. And they started selling pallets of water. Like BJ's knew them as the New York Water Boys. They would let them in. Lines were down the block. People couldn't get water. We were, we were getting pallets and so, hundreds of cases. So, they, so BJ, so uh, the grocery stores couldn't get it cheaper than what BJ's was selling it for? They couldn't get water, right? This is like the... This is like the first three weeks of COVID. This is like COVID period because we did this well into May. Yeah. So I, so I, I got you. So they, they start this business. They come up with the idea mm-hmm. to get the sixteen hundred they, they, to get the BJ's water. At this time, they're making home delivery. Like, so they're how, doing home deliveries, local bodegas, and then they get the contract. How, the how are they finding the people? Right. Oh, like pretty much word of mouth. Okay. We did a couple uh, Facebook ads. I paid for that. Um, and they that's how they initially started getting people and then people were just calling us for water but then as we got water in the trucks um i also rented a truck after they the van thing um we needed a bigger vehicle so i got a truck i rented a truck that was in the neighborhood and we would just stop at the local bodegas not we they would um, because that wasn't my thing but they were doing it once i saw how much money they were making though I was like, I can fund my non-for-profit. How much money were they making? They were making like, I don't even want to, I want to tell you they were making a few thousand dollars a week. Selling water. Selling water. But they were, again, 20. They were cases. Cases. They were selling pallets of water. 20% profit margin? I want to say upwards of that because it was so scarce. That people was paying People were paying higher. higher. So if we bought, okay, and then it was like, Sometimes it depends on who we sold it to, right? So mm-hmm. if we sold it to you and we sold a case, the profit margins were way smaller. And it was sometimes like a dollar even, right? Well, not when we sold it to you, though. So if you bought a, if we went to BJ's and bought a case for, say, what are they, like $6 and change or something like that, and $2 bottle deposit, mm-hmm. we'll sell it to you for $12. Okay. So right? that's a 100% yeah. profit margin. Yeah. So what, but why, so that I guess the people... How come the the store owners just didn't go to BJ's themselves? They just didn't have enough time. Time, access. They couldn't get in. If you remember the lines, so they, they, everyone they, had they, to stand online. They let your sons in, like priority. Because that because we were buying so much water, um, I went in there, spoke to the managers, and worked out a deal. Yeah, and yeah, I'm getting flashbacks. I remember how yeah, it was, it was a scarcity was on, scar- on, on, on toilet, toilet paper. Was exactly. that, that was the first thing. Exactly. Then you had to wait. Like I remember, my mom wanted to go to Sam's, and it was I told her like, "We you got to go at six a.m. Yeah. There's yeah. no other time." And I don't know people, a, if, you, if, you, if you didn't live in New York, you might not fully appreciate how bad it was. Like at that, at time, that time in March and sure. April, like I remember going to the grocery store and it felt like doomsday because it was, yeah. it was like, well, not even that, but you had to wait Lines. like ten feet, and you had to wear masks, gloves. Yeah. And it was like it was going. It was like a movie, and it was like they could only let twenty people in the grocery store at a time, and it was bad. Like it was just like a dark cloud over the whole New York, like at that yeah. time. So that's it was, interesting. It was contagion in real life. It was. Yeah, right? it was, yeah, it was yeah, bad. Yeah, yeah. So that's crazy. So you worked out a deal with the manager. You got in probably like early, in the, like before so the store opened. What we did, we were there. Nah, nah. See, now it makes sense. You, See, this is Brooklyn. Yeah. This so, not, this you know Brooklyn what happened also. was. Um, <laughs> They were letting them wait online, but we were purchasing. The, you know when you can buy it on 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 online and then just go and pick up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we were doing that. So you didn't have to wait on the lines if you were pre-ordering. 
Mm. Right. So I would buy hundreds of cases from different uh, phones and different accounts. So we would set up a bunch of accounts and he would pick up 100 pallets. He would pick up 100 pallets. He would pick up 100 pallets. So we were getting hundreds of pallets a, a day, but they were making so much money. How old are they? They're 20. 20. Now they're 20. At that time, there was on their tw- 18th birthday, okay. 19th birthday, thanks. Their birthday's coming up. They're, twi- yeah. they're twins. They're, gonna, they're twins. They're okay. going to be 21 on the 31st. The New York so, Water Boys. New York Water Boys. A little different from the Atlanta Water Boys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, Atlanta Water Boys. You familiar with that situation? Yeah. That's a whole different. A little yeah. different. A little different. A lot different. Y'all got to chill, man. Shout out to the Atlanta you, Boys. You thought the 100% markup was crazy. Yeah, Atlanta yeah. Water Boys, man. Y'all got to chill, You might give them 20 and not get a bottle yeah. of water. ATL, ATL yeah. different. ATL different, man. That's a different story. It was a little different. Um, so you're doing this, and you're not doing this hand in hand, like on Fordham Road. Like you actually no. got a system in place where you're selling cases of water. You're like Frank Lucas, like you're selling the bundle. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, what we did once they did that, um, when when they went to the supermarket association, what they did was was like, look, um, we have water. You don't have water. We can sell it to you at a, like even a dollar markup, but we can bring you hundreds of cases a day because we have those relationships, right? Yeah. So we would go out to you said supermarket association. I'm thinking the same. Mm-hmm. So what, who, what's the, what's who the, came in with that contact? Was so, that you? Yeah, we did. Okay. So I, I'm yes. Yeah, so I support everything that they do. I'm supporting everything uh-huh. that they're doing, right? So it's my money. It's it's their. They're doing the labor pretty much, right? But I'm helping them while they're doing it. So I call the supermarket association. I'm calling everybody um, and trying to figure this out. So once but what we, is the supermarket association? I didn't even know that that existed. Yeah, supermarket association. A couple things that I just learned too. Like supermarket association, like they all belong to, like you know, have a neighborhood watch or a neighborhood association mm-hmm. where you have all the supermarkets belonging to one, even like a union. Okay. Right. Um, so they belong to one association. So all the supermarkets in our area uh, belong to this. Like I belong to the Na- um, the National Water Association. So all of the water companies subscribe to this one association and they'll give you like um, the up-to-date regulations and stuff like yeah, that, yeah. right? So I subscribe to that. So same thing. Okay. So we call the supermarket association and they're like, yeah, we love this story. Well, I called the supermarket association next once I saw how much money they were making. Would you carry a private label water to fund our nonprofit? Yeah. So they loved our story and they were like, sure. Well, but what I've learned since then that you actually have to pay for shelf, um, pay for space yeah, on the shelf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, we interviewed Master P, yeah. shout out to James. And he told us that, um, shout out to Rap Snacks. They yeah. told us shout that. And that's the first time I heard that where you have to actually pay to be in a grocery store. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. And the location inside of it, right? Yeah. So you could be in the out 13 way in the back yep. or you could have some of your snacks right at the register. Yep. For $35,000 and upwards. Is that what it is at the register? Upwards. Wow. <laughs> if you want a, a space on a shelf, it's about, thir- like say if you go down like a water aisle, uh-huh. it starts at about $35,000. Wow. Right. So, and I had to learn that I had, I learned that through water though. So I didn't even know that when we first started, they were like, yeah, they'll just carry it because it was more so they liked what the water would represent and do for the community. Right. So you had private, you, so you, this is when you started a water company yourself. When, once they told me, yes, I was like, all right, let Hmm. me start sourcing some water companies, right. To do a private label water brand. I didn't have a water brand at that time. I had nothing. It was just like, all right, they'll do it. Right. I I had, 
the I had the um, the company before I had the product. Okay, right? so it's like I'm not. We're doing this for this company, right? Let me try to do it on my own because I mean, even when you said private label, the last time we heard that was Amazon. Amazon. Shout out to Josh and Chris. Shout out to Chris. Shout out to him. And it was like we would they would find products, whether it be a comb or mm -hmm. a hair clip, and that that was private label. But I never thought. Where'd you come up with the idea? Like water Again, private label. That was my friend, my friend who's a pastor. Okay. He used to do water distribution in South Africa, so this was him doing it with the boys, and oh. then in turn, I'm like, hmm. Can I do this? Like, <laughs> so where do you get the private label? It's just this company that just sell water. So what we did was we found this. We started calling. We went on the Department of Health, and we found companies based on their quality of water. So we started calling people based on how great the water was, right? How mm -hmm. do you know the quality? Reviews? It tells you. It tells you in the Department of Health and okay. reviews, right? So it tells you what kind of water. It tells you what's in the water. They all have um, lab reporting that you have to do. So you can see the content in water, mm. right? Which we don't really pay much attention to. But I think New York has one of, uh, it was like rated number three, like the state. No, you're talking about tap, tap water. water. She's talking about tap water. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay, gotcha. yeah. Hope, please don't ever drink tap water. Oh, man. Um, we're going to get into tap water, spring water, distilled water, and all these other waters. Yeah, yes, we shall. So, all right. So, this, so let's bring this back a little bit for people. Uh, private label, like I said, shout out to Josh Cribs. He's the first one that told us about this. This is important for people to understand what you're talking about. So, there's companies that sell, and his thing, he does Amazon. Yeah. So, he was saying, like, you know, when you just see random things, like nail filers yep staplers Stapl um, anything lint rollers yep mm -hmm. it's good to sell on amazon because you can nobody no, nobody's looking for a gucci lint roller nope unless you're like a rapper <laughs> that's a different it's <laughs> a different story but you just buy a lint roller yep. right so yeah. you could, i could just put rashad Bilal lint rolling company yep but there's there's a company in china that just makes lint rollers in bulk yep and then you private so you buy it and now you can just put your thing and now it's like nobody knows that you didn't make it yep it's just it's private label, mm -hmm. and when he yep. said that, it was so genius because there's like thousands of items yeah. like that yep. where a label does not matter. No, so like we do, we could do manufacturing right now. Our factory, we can do private labeling. So again, we will kind of get into that yeah, too. Yeah. But we can do private label water. So if you want earn your leisure water, we can do. I think I like the way that sounds. <laughs> Yeah. Derek we, Grace, shout out to Derek Grace. He got Grace Essential Water. <laughs> you know, you know him. No, Derek oh, Essential Water. No, 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 it's, no, no, it's no, Grace. No. It's, 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 it's yeah, shout out to him. Uh, so, all right, all right. So now, how do you find a company that you can get the private label from? What's the process for that? So, I literally just call these people up. Um, we find their number, and we're just randomly cold calling from the Department of from Health. Yep, Department, Department of, of Health, Health, and I'm calling their numbers on there, right? Mm -hmm. So, what's we're in the midst of COVID as well, right? So most of the uh, water companies, number one, are owned by larger companies like Coca-Cola, owns like Dasani, Dasani yeah, yeah, and yeah. Aquafina, yep. right? Uh, Pepsi owns um, Smart Water. So a lot of these big companies own these smaller companies, right? So I found like some independent companies. So they do about 86,000 gallons of, I mean, 86, yeah, 86,000 gallons of water per hour. Who does? Pepsi, oh, Coca-Cola, Coca mm -hmm. okay. they're not going to take, stop their uh, 
production lines to do a hundred bottles for you right, for right, earn right. your leisure water a thousand they're not doing that so um i called companies after companies that are like no thank you that's not what we do that those orders are way too small right mm -hmm. um so i find this one company they're called moxie's llamas waterworks right i go out there and i'm like all right I call her and she's like, I'm in El Salvador. She's stuck in El Salvador. She can't come back because there's no flights coming in out, in and out, in or out of the country. So she's like, call me back in May. So I'm like, all right, I'm waiting. But I'm thinking, let's call other companies because I don't know if the water tastes anything like what I'm used to. And you and I just spoke about what our um, standard is, right, right? Right, right. So I'm comparing it to this one water. And I call her back in May and she's like, you know, I still can't come back, but you could come if you want to. My parents are at the factory. You can go to the factory because my thing is I need to taste the water. We're waiting on this water company and we don't know if we like the water because um, I am a water snob. Like water tastes different. It's true. Right. It's true. Um, so I go out there. I pack my family in the car and I'm like, let's go taste water. We have nothing to do. We're looking at each other. Let's go taste water. We go out there and the company is being ran by a 79 year old and an 81 year old. Mm. And I'm like, look, I want to do this um, for my financial literacy course. Where would you go? I went upstate New York. Okay. We're about, about, about tw it's 20 minutes outside of Albany. I want to say the town, but I know I'm about to post and kill. <laughs> pose and kill. Pose and kill. Pose I was and close. Kill. I was close. Yeah. Post and kill. Post and right? kill. Right. So we go out to post and kill. Um, and we meet the 79 year old and the 81 year old. And they're like, yeah, we're in the mountains. And they're like, we would love to do this, but we don't have the capacity. They don't have, they have one person who comes in who volunteers to help them and they don't have the capacity. We needed two tractor trailers to support our order with the, uh, with the supermarket association. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, okay, fine. We literally go back up there for weeks on end to help them. Um, to start we my kids and I started going up there and helping them to bottle because they just had no help. Right. At this point, we knew that they couldn't support our bottling. We just knew that they they needed help, yeah. right? Their business was suffering and they were having their own issues. So we started helping them with that. Once we go up there, they're like, "Look, we can't do it, but we could sell it to you." And I'm like, the plan the plant. I'm like, I don't want to buy a water plant. What, 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 what's in the water plant? So um, they sold, they were selling 50 acres of land, um, an aquifer. An what, aquifer, what is aquifer is an underground lake, so to speak, right? Our water source. Water that are, grows underground? It, yeah, it doesn't water. grow, but it's <laughs> trapped. <laughs> yeah, water underground, right? So water, water that uh, flows underground, okay, right? That's the word. Yeah. So what happens is we're in a valley. So the water from the tops of the mountains come down and it goes under this, you know, just like these underground caves, so to speak. They're underground. Like mm -hmm. you don't know they're there. Don't blame me. Blame the school system. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just a product of my environment. <laughs> <laughs> so earth science I, know. I don't no, know if I can ask earth science I, I, should. I, I definitely failed the regions <laughs> earth science I don't know I was really good at science but um, more anatomies that's that's my thing I was body. physical therapy major oh yeah 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 so, so water grows they come, it comes from the mountains yep 
and it comes by valley, valley. The valley. So but how does it go underground? Because it's going it goes down the, down the valley. It goes through the soil, through the ground. And it ground. just goes down? Uh -huh. And it's like a big reservoir. Yeah. Okay. It's just a natural reservoir. Underground. Though. Yeah. So like when people swim in freshwater caves. Yep, exactly. Similar. I've been to Mexico. You know, whole oh, Mexico, yeah. the whole um, Chichen Itza, right around those, um, those Mayan ruins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole entire city was built around the water sources. And if you know anything, like most civilizations were built, built around, around water. water sources, right? right. Very important. So, yeah. very important. So, and you can tell a lot about uh, the economies um, usually flourish around places that have really um, well established water sources, yeah. right? So, even America, our water sources started out in New York and on. on on the coast, right? Yeah. And mm -hmm. it, right, so on the That's ports. That's why most of the cities are the coast cities, yeah. The coast, LA, Miami, LA. even Chicago. Yeah. You want to the lake? Yeah. yeah. So you could tell a lot about a country based on its water source, right? It's essential to everything that we're doing, right? So if. And, and that's interesting in itself, because as I got into this water space and I started to do research, um, that's when I found out about the scarcity of water, because I knew nothing about water. Just like many of us, we're not talking about water. Mm -hmm. We drink it, we use it, and that's it, right? We actually abuse it, and that's it. We don't even understand mm -hmm. that most of the planet is 97% water, right? Mm -hmm. But it's salt water. Right. Mm -hmm. so, sure. Most of the planet is, I'm incorrect, is 70% water, right? 70% water. But of that, 97% of it is salt water. Right. 2% um, of it is in glaciers and ice caps. So it's not usable for us. But less than 1% of water is fresh, drinkable, attainable, accessible water. And that in itself is crazy yeah. because of that 1%, 70% of that goes to agriculture, 20% of that goes to industries, and the rest is human consumption. And this is why it's like uh, people in America have such a um, disconnect with the rest of the world. Because it's like, we just like having random water slides in our diet. <laughs> water bucket. Yo, bottle, ice bucket challenge. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We so <laughs> reckless. Guys, ice bucket challenge. Fights <laughs> yeah. Super soaker fights. We reckless. But there's people that's really like starving for water. Like I they walk just six miles to get a bucket. Like It's yeah. different. Yeah. Two thirds of the world don't have access to clean drinking water. That's more than 1.2 billion people not having access to clean uh, drinking water. So when I got into this space, again, I didn't recognize how valuable what I had was. I thought, hey, I'm going to taste water. I, I keep saying this. I did not go to buy anyone's water plant. I went to taste water. And when they told me about buying the plant, I'm like, look, miss, I am a nurse. <laughs> I have no money to first buy your plant. Like, yeah. there's no way. This is not it's nothing that I thought that I could even attain, right? Mm -hmm. And I've never even heard about anyone purchasing or buying or owning a water plant. And nobody black to that, right? For so sure. I'm, not think, I'm not thinking anyone in our community could own something like this because we're known as consumers, right? So how, how long did that process from you helping to them offering you to buy? Was it a couple of weeks? I mean, I'm thinking to myself, I'm from Queens. I'm driving to Albany. That's like a three-hour drive. Three-hour drive. Every week, almost. I mean, during Corona. So, I mean, there really wasn't much to do anyway. But We're the only ones on the road. The only ones on the road. But yep. 
How long did the process take for them? Was there like a trust built with you now that you're helping and you're volunteering to yeah. say, you know what? So when I went there, they offered to sell it to me the first time. They were like, look, if we love what you're doing, if you want it, we'll sell it to you. Um, I'm like, there's no way could, I could even afford this. So it wasn't a thought. So I was just going How to How much help. did they want to sell it for? Um, it was a couple million. Okay. All right. A little, yeah. Okay. So. That's right. So it, it's coming with the plant and the land as so, well? So again. This is where you kind of got to... So when I first went there, it was 50 acres of land, an uh -huh. aquifer, and this water plant. The minute I agreed to purchase it, it went from 50 to 15 acres of land, the aquifer, and um, the water plant. So they cut back on the acres of land. Mm -hmm. They kept everything else, but they cut back on the land. Mm -hmm. Okay. They so, meaning the owners? The or? owners. So okay. you agreed to that? I agreed to it because at that point, so my kids and I, uh, we moved up there in July okay. oh. and I worked with them for five months for free. I, I, we literally helped. I would bottle, um, my kids would do all their deliveries and they, they had no help. So me thinking that I'm helping, it's, it's like, a, what was, what's happening in Queens? Are we still doing the supermarket deliveries out there since we moved up? No, so nope. are you still being a nurse at this time? I'm no. Full, okay, we're full in. So I'm fully in. I got you. leave of absence. Um, Sweet. Don't tell them. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's about that. <laughs> um, I took a medical leave. Um, uh, so I'm doing that, and I'm up here, and I'm helping. Right. Yeah. So I'm I'm fully in. I'm doing the administrative things. My boys are doing the deliveries. And my friend, who's also a pastor, moves up here with us. And I brought them, him and his family. Again, his family, oh, I, didn't, I don't think I said, his family was uh, just got here like three days before they shut down um, for traveling, traveling okay. Corona. So I got them apartment upstairs. We got an apartment. We started renting out there. And we all started going out there and helping, mm -hmm. right? So the plan was at this point, let us learn the business to see if we can do this. While we're in the process, I'm trying to get the money to start this business. So eventually I use my house as collateral to put a down payment on this property. So you refinanced your house? Um, I've refinanced my house. So, something like that. Something like that. Not really. Okay. So I took... Um, so what did, you, what, did you, what did you do? That was, that, was, that was my question. How did like did you get a bank loan? Like nope, I did all of this without a bank loan. Okay. So this is the dope part. Um, I went to people and I'm like, look, I, I was able to raise one hundred and thirty thousand dollars in two days. Mm. From people. From people. Friends. Friends. And family. Mm -hmm. Yo, what's up with our friends, man? <laughs> Every time somebody speaks, they got friends buying this and that. No, we have we, we have, got good friends. No, yeah. I'm just saying, like ten years ago. <laughs> Well, it's not 10 years ago. <laughs> so I'm just saying. Your friends are new. Oh, we got, you got yeah. new friends. That's true. That's true. No new friends, sorry. So, <laughs> I um I literally went out and I, I was able to raise 100 and actually it was more like 150 because I tried to keep 20 for um working capital. Did they become owners of the company? No. Just mm -mm. like a loan? Yep. Okay. I got $130,000 in two days. And I came back to them and I'm like, look, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to buy it from you. But at that point, um, he changed the deal. Again? No, that's when he changed oh, it to okay, 50. Okay, when okay, I got okay, the okay. money. He, he thought you was playing. He thought I was playing. He thought you was playing. Right. So when I came back and I'm like, okay, I could do this, right? Yeah. Um, they, again, it's really hard for me because I'm like, they were really gracious 
and at the same time very I don't know. They were very vicious business people. Oh. <laughs> I was, I am always going in and thinking the best of people. Mm. And these were shrewd business people. Mm. Um, and because they were older, I was pretty much like, oh, they're so nice. I think everyone's so nice, but they were shrewd business people. And at the end, when we got to the closing table, October 1st, we closed. Um, they changed again. To what? So a couple things. Um, I bought everything. I bought the trademark. I bought uh, their licensing. I bought everything. I bought a, a 25-year-old company. I bought 250 customers and a truck, right? So that all came with 15 acres of land, an aquifer, and a factory, right? So mm -hmm. you bought the company. You didn't start a new company. No. Okay. I bought a 25-year-old company. What's the name of the company? Moxie Llamas Waterworks. Okay. But when we got to the closing table... Um, they told me that one, I don't look like a CEO. Are they white? Yes. Okay. And two, I don't look like a good representation of the brand that their family has built for the past 50 years. Okay. Because so you're, you're black? Yeah. Or, okay. Did my, they say because you're black? I would have asked them. They just said my children and I don't look like a good representation. But did you ask them? Did you ask them? I did it. That? I did it. Um, you, you did I was it? hurt because. I rolled up my sleeves and I helped them. So they flat out said, like, that's that's hard. Like, that's that's kind of crazy if you think about it. Like, they ain't even sugarcoated. You don't, you don't look like, like yeah. you don't look like it. That's crazy. Like, But at the, it was their daughter more than them. The daughter said it? Did she, made, she made it back from El Salvador? That's she made it back. <laughs> no, no, just because I'm trying so to figure everything it. changed when she came when back. When she came back. El Salvador. So she like, what, whoa, what's going on? How'd she get Because they didn't live to travel a bit. So they did in June. She oh. came back in June. So she right. came back on some. Nah. Yeah. So I think. What are y'all doing? They did not want to. Tell the daughter? Tell the family that they were selling the water plant. To a black person. So I don't even know if it had anything to do with black or white at that point. I think the family wanted to keep the water plant. Um, but they wanted to sell. Okay. Okay. And I guess the relationship that them and I had fostered. And I was helping them. Yeah. They were trying to sell this company for 10 years. Oh. And no one could see the value in what they had. Because on paper, it didn't make sense. On paper, it looked like a 79-year-old and an 81-year-old were running a company. They were self-employed. They were not in business. They were self-employed. And I think people need to understand there's a big difference between being self-employed and running a business. And many of us, in our own in our communities we're self-employed even when you have a business we're self-employed when you train when you trade your time for money no systems in place that's a fact yeah. when you trade your time for money you're self-employed systems yes save your time save yourself time energy and money energy and money right what say again save yourself time energy and money save yourself Yourself is one word, right? Yeah, this is another school system. <laughs> this is no, nah, this is no. So here's the thing. Here's the thing. Yeah, I know yourself is one word. But it, it's one of those. It's one of those. Yeah, it's one of those acronyms. It's like, all right, well, you'll remember that. You'll yeah. remember that to create systems. Yes. Yeah, yes. Yes. Yeah. What? Yeah. Um, you never heard that? No, but it's not correct. Because... I know, but it's a way to remember, bro. You never heard that? Yes, but it's save. It saves you stress. Time and energy. <sighs> He's a teacher. <laughs> <laughs>
know, you know the EBIL uh, quadrant that um, Robert Kawasaki from Rich Dad Poor yeah, Dad yeah, put yeah. together. Yeah, the book right there. Yeah. 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 So really good book. I have my kids reading it in our program. Mm -hmm. Like I think a cool thing to do is give them literature that they would not ordinarily read, and that's what. Um, I did in the financial literacy program, it wasn't necessarily about teaching them about money. It was about this very thing is teaching them how to manage their resources. And that's, that, that was super important for me. Mm -hmm. Um, so on long story short, we closed finally on October 1st. So how did, all right. So mm -hmm. they said that they, you wasn't a good representation to the doc. How did they get over that? Um, they needed my money and they took it. That's how <laughs> my money was money green. Talk. So, um, but I mean, how would that come? Like, would you say, okay, well, I'm not buying it? And then they say, okay, we changed our mind. Like, what? so when we were at the closing table, is a lot. There's a lot that I don't want to like expose because it's their personal stuff. So I don't really want to get too much into that. Mm -hmm. I want to be respectful of that. But they needed the money. Okay. Okay. So it was just something so that it was just said, very... but then when they thought about it, it's like, all right, you know what? It's not. They took my money. <laughs> they needed the money. They needed my money. They took my money. And then um, after, they gave me a very hard time. After they took your money? Mm -hmm. How did it, why? How? They didn't want to sign over the LLC, which I paid for. What they say? We're not giving to you? They just drug their feet, right? They, I have to wait on them. So legally, they held onto those documents, and I just had to wait. So you couldn't even operate the business, even though you have bought all. all but we were doing everything any which way, right? Yeah. So, because technically, in my closing, um, the minute that I ask for it, they have to effectuate it, and they're supposed to sign. So. Um, that was, that was just very interesting. And the hardest part of this whole thing, because what I did was foster a relationship with them. It wasn't even so much. I didn't go there to buy a water plant. Right. I didn't, I didn't know that their water plant was for sale. I didn't go there for those purposes. Um, but I understand that the God that I serve is also a perp. I'm, I'm very much in this space where I understand that I was being positioned and it was for purpose. Much bigger than me. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. So all of that's done. You but the so you put your house. Can you talk about that? Like how? Yeah. Did, what does that mean? You put your house for collateral. Did they take your house or? No, I took a loan out against. You took it. a loan out against your house, mm -hmm. and then you paid the loan back over the course of time. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. So you have you have the situation now. You're up and running. Yep. Okay. Now what? So we close October first, twenty twenty. And in the state of New York, I'm the first black woman to own and run a spring water bottling plant. So I'm thinking, this is great. This must be, like, you know, um, going to be easy. He stays on contractually for six months um, to help us through this transition. And then he decides, not even he, um, I go to the bank and try to get a loan. Um, I purchased this company. It's 25 years old. And I'm thinking I should be able to get a loan. It has been the hardest thing ever. Mm. Um, number one, it was in the midst of Corona. When they, if you didn't have a business prior to Corona, the banks were not loaning or lending money, right? Mm. So that became an issue. Secondly, um, they would not give me the LLC, so I had to, I had to uh, get a lawyer. Get a lawyer. Yeah, and that did, was that. Did you, do you have the LLC now? Yeah. Okay. Did the bank ever give you a loan? 
No. You still haven't gave me no. So everything we've been doing, we've been doing on my on my own. Wow. Yeah. So all right. So what's the day to day operations of running a, a water a water company? Water company. So cool thing is, so when they were in business, they were only working at five percent capacity. This business, they were working on a Monday for four hours, sixteen hours a month. And they were grossing about 130000 a year. You said 16 hours a month? Yes. <laughs> but they were That's 79 crazy. and 81, but they were living off of the money that they were making. What's 5% capacity? What's that the equivalent so to? Like maybe we have, 100 bottles? Our factory is about 25,000 square feet. Yeah. We have two production lines. One production line does five-gallon bottles, four-gallon bottles, three-gallon bottles. It's adjustable. Right. Mm -hmm. That's that one line. There's another line that does one gallon bottles, your one liters, your 16 ounce bottles, your eight ounce bottles. So they're two production lines. They were only utilizing the five gallon uh, bottles. So those are your five gallon reusable bottles. You'll see them at your local doctor's office. And, you know, like if you go to your, your Range Rover dealership, it's where you go, press your hot and cold, get your coffee. You know, those big jugs. Gotcha. They're in that business. Right. Okay. So. We were delivering and picking up those waters. We recycle, we, re we rinse, and we reuse those bottles. Okay. It's a very lucrative business because you get to recycle the bottles. You recycle used water bottles? The water bottles. What, what does that mean? You recycle it to make new bottles? No, 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 no. So our bottles go onto a conveyor belt. They're washed, and they're reused, refilled. So a lot of times when you drink water from those those big jugs, they're okay. five gallon jugs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They go through our factories, they go in through a machine, and then uh, they're sanitized, and then they're Oh, refilled. those jugs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so you, you, I don't drink from those jugs. So you, you, <laughs> they're glad good. I don't. Yeah. So you, no, nah, we should. We should. <laughs> no, 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 no. So we, when, you, when you get that, so you're, I'm thinking now, since those people were already in existence, those customers, did you get all the customers that they 250 have? 250 customers. Okay. We have some really big customers. Walmart's our customer. Uh, Toyota, Ford, um, Fish Farm. We have a fish farm. So, like, a lot of the fish that we consume uh -huh. are in our supermarkets. They're farm-raised. So, they're not, uh, unless you buy wild-caught, they're farm-raised. So, we have huge, huge um, fish, fish pond. Yeah. So, so what, what does Walmart buy from you? The same tank, the same same thing. Like what? Like what? Five gallon bottles. But five gallon. Reason. It's not labeled with anything. Yeah, they, they're Moxie Llama water. Oh, they buy your they buy yeah. your water. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. But we so she also takes over the customers. Yeah. Do, do you do you have? Can you like if we want to do earn your leisure water? Can you give us? Some? Absolutely, could do earn your leisure water because what we are is a manufacturer, right? So I do have customers like Thruway Beverage is one of our customers. We simply just fill their water bottles. They come in, they bring their water bottles, they'll come with the tractor trailer, drop their truck, their um, their bottles off. We do the same thing. They'll come up and pick up about, I want to say about 10 mm -hmm. uh, pallets. You slap the labels on? Yeah. Okay. Our machine, not me. Okay. Um, I mean the machine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, our machine. So what happened? Well, that's for, if you come in with a five gallon bottle, yeah. I would purchase the bottles for you. And our uh, bottling company will have them pre-labeled. So they could be silkscreen or we'll put them on. So it depends on, on what we're doing for you, right? So I have this one. Through, a, through Way Beverages, they do about 2,000 bottles a week. Mm -hmm. So they'll bring 2,000 bottles, drop them off on a Monday. We fill them. They come back on a Tuesday, Wednesday, and they'll pick them back up. Mm -hmm. So we have a lot of beverage warehouses that do just that. So when you're at the closing table, we'll yep. come back to this for a second. Because 
This originally started with the New York Water Boys. This originally started with the are New, the New York, York Water Boys at the table. Are, are they owners of this as well, or is this mom and now my my sons are working here with the potential to have equity down the road? So this is me. Okay. Um, I own the factory, the mm -hmm. water plant, um, and the land. The business. My uh, partner and I went in fifty fifty on uh, the business, but I've since bought him out. And my boys are in charge of distribution. Boss. <laughs> <laughs> but my boys are in charge of distribution. So they're in charge of logistics and routes. So every time water goes out, um, they're, that's what they're in charge of. So, okay. They're still New York Water Boys. They're, dis they're distribution leg of our company. So now you're sitting on um, water. So the water keeps refurbishing itself, right? Is that correct? So like we have um, an... We had a hydrology report that was done about 25 years ago. We're kind of due for a new one that gave us a 300-year lifespan, and we get about 89 million gallons of water in this aquifer that passes through every year. Wow. So we never deplete our aquifer, which is pretty interesting because most aquifers, um, like again, I was telling you about the different way that water is dispersed and access to water. Mm -hmm. So we have about 3% of water that's underground, 0.3% of water that's underground. But with this aquifer, ours are, is always replenishing because of where we are. A lot of places just have reservoir, reservoirs and these aquifers and they dry up over time. But ours, because of where we are um, in New York, where we get a lot of rainfall and where we are, we get our, our water just continues to fall. We also have an artesian well artesian stream i should say on our property what is artesian stream? artesian water is um water that has minerals in it so mineral, it's just a regular like stream mineral, water, like mineral water mineral water so you know what is artesian water your fiji water is artesian water okay right um and what i have is spring water and in order for us to be spring water that this aquifer has to naturally spring up to the top and to the surface and that's what i have so these, this couple had this land for 50 years. They started herding llamas. The llama kept going to this one spot, and he couldn't figure out why this llama kept going to this one spot. And then he figured out that the water was springing to the surface. So that's how he found out he had that spring. So this is incredible. What is, <laughs> like, what? What's the process of, um, all right, you have the water yep. in, your, in your spot, and then it goes... You have to clean the water to actually get no, um, it just goes straight into a bottle. So the water does go through an ozonation process and it does go through. What's, some, what's the ozonation? Ozon, you know, like the ozone layer is it? Um, so it does. It like kills 99 percent of bacteria and viruses. It's not a chemical, actually, but there is an ozonation process that happens. Um, it goes through. So the water I, I just did a video on this, too, yesterday. I'm going to put it up. So we have a well that pumps to the, the actual spring what they did was cement it so it couldn't be contaminated right so it's actually cemented but they ran a pipe and the pipe then pumps the water back to the factory and then we have a thousand gallon uh you know container that has the water uh once the water goes in there it's then filtered through a coal system um a charcoal system and then it goes through an ozonation process what, what what is the ozonation process? Is it um ozone? It's just the ozone is a chemical is oxygenated in ozone you, in a t and ozone and it cleans. It's like some, a gas. Put it's something like gas. inside of the tank to clean the water a little no, bit. No, nothing inside the water. So it's like a gas. The water goes through um, 
I don't know even how to know to explain it better. So than I'm that. trying to visualize it. So it's going through a process. It yep. went through the cold. Now it's really just so a, it is goes, it the purifying. It's a purifying, right? Okay. But okay. our water quality is a high premium. Again, I found them because of the premium, the quality of the water. What was it rated? You, uh, you said that you were going to taste it. And yeah, it was rated a five out of a five, right? Oh, okay. So it's really high quality. So it's what that it means is the TDS level. It has very low TDS total dissolved uh, solutes. So there's a lot, is, there's not a much in the water naturally because of where it is, it's naturally filtrated through a sand and gravel bed. I also have a gravel pit too on my property. So it's, wow. <laughs> it's naturally filtrated through the sand and gravel. So by the time it gets to this aquifer, it's so refined, right? But it does go through a sanitation process, very minimal, right? Yeah. So we don't add any chemicals, no chlorine, no so nothing. Because it's already so it's pure. It's already so pure. But we do like hit it with this gas to just uh, just to make sure there's no viruses or bacteria in there. And so from that point, does it go into the bottles? Yeah. And so they were running it at a five percent capacity. Yep. What is it? Uh, what's the number when it's at? I guess are you running it at a hundred percent yet? No. Uh-uh. Not yet. So where are we at? So we're at. We're not even nearly up to capacity. Okay. Um, We've just been servicing our clients, right? So while we're in the position, we're rebranding because I am not going out in the world as Moxie Lama. <laughs> so we're rebranding. Uh, we need to update our machinery. Mm-hmm. There's a lot that needs. To, this is super antiquated, right? What's the new? What's the new name? So it's going to be Yes Water. Yes Water. Mm-hmm. Y E S. Y S S. So it's Youth Saving Society. Okay. Okay. So that was the original name for the financial that's our literacy? financial literacy course. Gotcha, gotcha. Youth Saving Society. Yeah. So it'll be Yes Water. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, how many people working there? So this was the dope part. So we needed day laborers. And I went to a local church and I'm like, hey, I need some guys. Can you send me some guys? I get two guys and um, I never, I didn't do a background check. I'm just like, you know, we just need day laborers. So they come in, they actually end up being formerly incarcerated guys and they started coming in to work with us. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I didn't know that even. I asked him to pick up some furniture from New York City. They couldn't go. He kept giving me the runaround. Then he comes and tells me that he has an ankle bracelet and he needs to get permission from his parole officer in order to go. Mm-hmm. Once he does this, it opens up another can of worms. So we have financial literacy on the first end. The water is supposed to support our financial literacy. And now I'm doing something else with programming with the Department of Corrections mm-hmm. to create a system where they can actually work and um, I don't have a living quarter, so it can't be a halfway house, but we're creating programming so they can have substantial amount of money to transition back into society. So I'm in the process of working through DOC with that right now, too. That's good. Yeah. yeah. So you so. got the DOE, DOC. Got a lot of DOs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a doer, though. So even if I don't know how to do it, I'm I'm that person who understands, like, I need to put the right people in place to do. Like, that's just, I'm, I'm the doer. So you got two people that's working there that's actually bottling the water. Yep. On our water days, yeah. yeah. And, and then the, okay. There's yeah. machines that's actually doing, they're just, like, doing the leg work or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. I was just saying, so the, the boys are distributing. What, they're what's, doing all the distribution. Uh, how, what's the, the radius of how far they're going with the so distribution? So we're upstate New York, yeah. and they go as far as uh, Lake George. Are you familiar with Lake George, upstate New York? Heard of it. Yeah. It's the largest lake in the state, right? Yeah. Okay. So interestingly, like Lake, we supply most of Lake George. Lake George, we even have Great Adventures as one of our uh, clients. 
So oh, yeah? Lake George Six owns Flags? Six Flags Great Adventures yeah. own Great Escapes Upstate New York. So we don't come down to Jersey. They own uh, Great Escapes Upstate. So they're also our clients. So he had a really substantial business and our clientele was really great as well. Um, it was just, he was just not maximizing what he had. And again, for him, it was maxed, right? So they only could do so much. They, they, where we are, it's very rural. We're in the mountains. So it's very hard to get people to come up and work and stay up there unless you live up there. Right. So, so, okay. So the natural resource play, um, mm -hmm. all right, let's talk about this water. There's different types of water, right? Distilled water, yep. spring water. Yeah. What's, what's the science behind that? Just basically the source of it, right? So artesian water just means it has minerals in it. And that's usually from a lake. It has to be spring in water for it to be spring water. It has to spring to the surface for it to be spring water. Um, distilled water is processed water. That means it's just boiled and they use um, a process of osmosis to separate your solutes, which are your solids, from your water. And then they take the solids. So you would hear a lot of companies say, and, and again, oh, it's better because it's more refined. Um, we would beg to differ, right? Mm -hmm. So our water should have some elements and some natural elements and in, 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 um, in it because that's, we're made up of those natural metals, right? So you do need some sorts of metals in your water. Mm -hmm. So I would definitely look at that too. You don't want water that is so refined that you take out all of the properties that your body actually needs. And that's my nursing me tell, telling you. Yeah. That. Purified and distilled, same thing? Different. Purified is pretty much the same. Okay. So the, right? best one just, is, the best water is spring water? Is no, there's no best water, right? So best water, uh, natural. Spring water is natural. Natural Through, water is better than distilled water. Right. So, okay. again. Okay. So it's like... Yeah, like the periodic table, all the stuff is coming back to me. Yeah. School. I remember. Yeah, I remember what you're talking about. I should have paid more attention. <laughs> I tried. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, in, in Texas, when people, like, um, strike oil, and it's like they can get brought out by, like, Exxon and get, like, hundreds of millions of dollars, like, can something like that happen in the water business as well? I have been offered millions and millions of dollars for your for your from my factory already already. Where those, but how come the other people were they not offered that access also? right? So they were uh, Poland Spring tried to buy them, um, and so Just Water tried to buy them. So uh, some companies did try to buy them, but he didn't want to buy it out. So I'm we're one of very few independent um, water companies left. We have these large conglomerates that are buying up water sources and they're vaulting them. So what does that look like? December 7th to uh, 2020, water is a commodity and it's being so um, traded on the NASDAQ. That's a fact. That is a fact. Right? Yeah. So that's something to look at. Um, Goldman Sachs in 2000, I want to say 18, said that water will be the new petroleum. That's very scary, too. Right. So there's obviously something that they see and they know. And we're always the last to find out. So this is a I mean, it's a water story, but this is like a gold mine. Yeah. It's a, yeah. <laughs> so so you, you, you're opposed to selling. I am not going to sell like we come from. I want to move and change this narrative that we don't own anything. Um, if there is going this so water is so scarce. We saw what happened in Flint. 
Mm -hmm. Right. We saw what happened in even New Mexico. We see what happened in Africa, in northern Africa, all parts of Africa. So, again, I was telling you before that the largest part of the clean water source goes to our agriculture, 70 percent. So if we don't have clean water, if we don't have clean water. You can't water, sustain life without water. It's very no, essential. It's essential, right? You know, Israel, it's vital. Um, you heard what, they, what they're doing? What is they're that? They're taking uh, salt water desalinating and then turn it into drinking water yep but um again that's an amazing amazing right but if you look at desalination it's super expensive takes a long time to do and the amount of energy that it costs to do that it doesn't make sense because they're taking their clean water to exhaust so industry is the second sector so the first sector most of our money goes to i mean our water goes to is agriculture the second sector industry so your clothes your technology your computers your cameras um ourself everything goes through this and we oil steel all of these things use clean water in and then what do they do they in turn then dump that pollution back into our clean water systems which even like so we have a real problem mm. we only have how bad is the problem like, we have a real problem people, i think people need to know like how like if they can understand, like, okay, in 100 years, we're dead. Like, All right. So they're predicting wars are going, I've heard, and I've read, and you guys can look, at the, look this up yourself. The next war will be over water. Because if we cannot make food to sustain ourselves, we're going to start fighting for survival. Right? So these are the things that we need to really look at and really take Really, really serious. Very serious crisis. Yeah. Yeah. Outside of America, it's is, global. Is Israel, Palestine, that's a major issue. Yep. That's why they're, they're doing that with the yep. um, salt water. But that's yep. one of, they have a lot of issues, obviously, but that's one of the main issues. Palestinians don't really have fresh water. And um, that's an issue. Yep. Um, Africa, for sure. It's an issue. Um, I watch these documentaries and yep. I, I watch these things and it's like, you know, it's. It's something that Americans a lot of times get jaded because we don't have, we have that issue. That yeah. issue, so it's like it's not happening to me. It yeah. doesn't affect me. I felt like there was at one point where they had the Water for Life campaign, and we start to we start to see it and, and pay more attention to it. And it was like once we didn't hear about Water for Life anymore, it was like people just kind of forgot about it. But the crisis has only gotten worse. Yeah, look well, at California, yeah. right, with yeah. the drought. Exactly. So these are the things that create the scarcity. So drought, pollution. Um, population. We have the same amount of water that we did 100 years ago, and we'll have the same amount of water 100 years from now, right? And we continue to grow as a people, and we consume a lot. It takes 15,000 liters of water to make two pounds of uh, beef, and we consume a lot of beef. Yeah. So when I say agriculture, it's not just oh, growing food. It's meat consumption is the highest. Wheat is about, uh, I want to say, 1.5 liters um, if there's wheat, there's, um, rice is about 3.5 liters of water, but the largest 15,000, uh, liters of water go into two pounds of beef. And it's yeah. like, you know, we people like Elon Musk talk about colonizing Mars. Um, uh, it may sound like he's fantasizing, but he's dead serious. Yeah. And it's like for a lot of different reasons, but we're already, we're already destroying earth yep. and raping its resources yep. at a vicious rate. 
Yep. Okay. So either we stop or we find somewhere else to live. So he's yep. like, all right, we got to live somewhere else. I might as well Go be the Mars. forefront. Or find somewhere else that has resources. <laughs> Colonize this situation. Take the resources. And by the time they get to Mars, I'll already be the landlord. They have to pay me to just live here. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. He'd be the real Mars. It's crazy until it happens. Yeah. yeah. That's a fact. Nah, I'm yeah. thinking about the agriculture because even if you look at some of these middle American uh, cities and, and states, you just see that water just running and all running day. all day. All day just wasting water. But what's, what we see is like so big business. I have been approached by these larger companies. Um, like Saratoga Water was bought up by, I want to say, Pepsi a few years ago. So we're one of very few. And like my goal is to stay an independent minority water source um, because we see what our future, well, not even our future. We've seen what history has. History has shown us um, we're at the bottom of the totem pole. Mm-hmm. We, see, we saw that in Flint. We see what, again, I, I bring up Flint because water is there, but it was the infrastructure, which is another issue. America's infrastructure when it comes to water is over 100 years old, right? And yeah. they say there's $5 trillion to upgrade that. We're never, ever, ever um, going to be in a good space if we're relying on them to provide us with something as, something as natural as water, not even as natural, as essential as water. So, so being that it is a commodity, yep. um, long term, do yep. you see yourself potentially going ahead into the stock market with this? That could be a possibility. <laughs> um, what we're doing super. So um, what I, I couldn't sleep the other night. I was like up for like two days. Yeah. I couldn't sleep. So something dropped into my spirit and I'm like, okay, I'm going to do a Kickstarter campaign, okay. but I'm going to attach a coin to it. So for every, something yeah (laughs) yeah so for a water coin so for every bottle for every dollar that you go to our kickstarter campaign and help us with right for every dollar you'll get a coin not a coin you'll get a token Mm -hmm. for every 10 tokens you'll get a gallon of water that's about eight bottles right so seven and a half so i estimated to about eight bottles of water so every ten dollars you'll get a coin so for every dollar you get a token for every 10 you get a coin and then you'll get a gallon of water so i'm going to pre-sell three million gallons of water That's a lot. That's a lot. <laughs> i needed to figure out how i can raise money to keep this in our community <laughs> yeah you know that's a, i mean I'm thinking to myself, right? I, they give it to me for, or they didn't give it to me. I got it for 1.5. Yep. Millions getting offered within four months. That's not typical. Less. Um, Less than four months. Yep. Yep. Upwards of 20. <sighs> Million. Upwards of 20. Better person than me. <laughs> <laughs> Got my twenty million. Yo. All right, y'all. Good luck with the water, y'all. I'm out of here. Alicia has been earned. That's a. <laughs> you guys are horrible. I Save honestly, yourself. <laughs> I honestly feel like God has made me a servant of water, and I don't know what it is. Again, from the very beginning, I do not want to be in the water business. You just went to get. A taste I went test. to taste water. 
But I feel like I was positioned for such a time, and I feel like I'm a small piece of a big puzzle, yes. right? Because earn your leisure. I feel like we should do a, a, um, a fundraising campaign. We got to do something. Earn your leisure water or something like that. To, I feel like I believe in this situation. Yeah. So. I'm thinking of Master P too. Like I know we like would like like hardly can, but I'm if somebody's offering twenty mil now, imagine in five years. Yeah. Or imagine what it's really worth. What is exactly. that? In that's, their brain, they probably worth five hundred million. Exactly. Like, yeah. like, you know what I'm saying? And um, those are the numbers that they were kind of kind of telling me. So he thought I was going to be real simple and be like, "Oh yes, sir, please give me a box." Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, like I understood what. I, I understand what I have. I yeah. didn't initially, right? I, I came into this super blind. But I think because... I think of because of who I am mm. and why I'm in this space to help people, I know why I'm here. I know what I'm supposed to do. Um, and we don't know what the next 10 years is going to look like. We saw what corona looked like, right? Right. And we, we saw the lack of access. And we understand that people who are in poverty will suffer the most. True. And they look like us. That's a fact. That's a fact. No, I salute you on that. That's definitely something that's commendable. And, um, yeah, you know, keep your, your, your eyes and your ears <laughs> open because, you know, they play all kinds of games. Yeah. They try to finagle a situation. Yeah. Take the land. It happens all the time. They try. But, they try. Yeah. They try. Um, so you do y'all live up there now? Or I, I moved up there. Um, I moved up there in July so I could be close to the factory. So I'm about 20, 15, 20 minutes away, and okay. I'm up there every day. Um, I drive back and forth. I come down to the city on a Thursday. I'm back up there on a Sunday night. So that's that's what I need to do. Possible. So I understand what the, the company needs at this point to make it great, right? To make it be able for in order for us to compete um i understand what it needs at this point because i've been in the business i've been working it i've been doing it and i've sacrificed so much to be in this space right so this when this came to me i couldn't sleep for two days i'm like i get it i'm gonna just pre-sell water like that's it i'm not gonna ask another person for a dollar i'm gonna sell water because that's what i have that's what i'm that's what i have and this is what we're gonna do (laughs) 12 so, months can change your life, Shani. That's a fact. Right? Six months can change your Six life. Six months can change your life. That's a fact. Yeah. Corona, Corona changed our lives, and obviously it's, it's changed yours. Yeah. That's, nah, that's amazing. It's powerful. It's been a very enjoyable conversation. So how how can the people support? How can they find out more information? How can they buy the water? What's the social media website? All that information. So I'm at, um, on Instagram, I'm at Paula McCarthy. That's P-A-U. I guess you guys will put it on there too, right? P-A-U-L-L-A. McCarthy, M-C-C-A-R-T-H-Y. I'm at Paula McCarthy. And then you can, I guess from there, we'll kind of funnel everything out of our Instagram. My website is Youth Saving Society. um, And that's pretty much our, I wanted to kind of keep these kind of things too, a little little separate. So Yes Water will have a landing page. Um, It'll just be where you can go and see and get information about our fundraising so that's yeswater.com yss yss okay troy housekeeping item yeah first i want to give a a huge shout out to to our boy francis he called me and said troy i just met oh i just heard one of the most amazing people i've ever heard speak 
Where do you see her speaker? Clubhouse? You heard her on Clubhouse. And um, he's like, Clubhouse. I, that story's so dope, you got to hear it. I said, all right, man, um, sure. Two days later, Jamal calls me and says, Troy, you got to meet I just heard the dopest story you ever heard in your life. You got to meet this, this, this young lady. And um, I said, all right, cool. I'm, I'm going to call her. And then Jamal called me four days later. He's like, you ain't calling yet. I'm like, I'm going to call it. So I, I want to give those two gentlemen credit. Uh, so shout out to them. And shout out to everybody on Patreon.com. Y'all know that's our proud to pay program. Shout out to all the earners that are tier five that are part of EYL University. Yep. The number one place for everything in business, finance, and entrepreneurship. We are tremendously uh, happy with all the growth that we're seeing from our earners. They're not just taking the information. They're actually implying it. And putting it in, their face, in the Facebook group. So we're actually watching these stories and watching people create businesses and create their own generational wealth. So we are tremendously honored to be a part of that. Um, so shout out to y'all. Shout out to everybody supporting the merch. And uh, yeah, man, we appreciate everything that y'all done. Yeah, for sure. Um, thank you guys for rocking with us. We'll see you next week. Peace. Peace. Yep. My graduates from my school being Forbes. Backdrop. Backdrop. <laughs> a mic drop. Backdrop. Backdrop. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.